Hello, everybody, and welcome. Let's see. Hi, Michelle. I always feel weird when hi, you Kate. don't say hi. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like sitting back listening to you introduce the episode. Like, oh, this is Kate's part today. Oh, yeah, and I'm here too. And you're here too. <laughs> oh, so today, I don't know, this might be. The, the least DBT ish well, well, thing we've talked Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Yes. But also, I mean, <laughs> is this the only one that we've never talked about before? Like the other stuff we've talked about in groups, but we've never talked about this. No, I think we did do this in a group once because you we pointed did? out to me <laughs> how after I taught it, you were like, you taught some of this wrong. Uh, that's <laughs> Oh, maybe we did. Okay. I couldn't remember if we actually went over it or if it just came up for some other random reason because I have a bit of a high horse about it. So, basically, we're going to talk about... Kate's very good at this stuff. We're going to have very... Watch, but now I'm going to fuck it up. The, uh... <laughs> so says Murphy's Law. But the, um... We're basically talking about... I don't know. What, how, like, behaviorism. Like, behaviorism techniques. So... If you guys know Pavlov. Yeah, Pavlov, Skinner. Pavlov stuff. stuff like that. Um, so this is all about, I think, I don't know, to bring it back around to why the hell should you listen to this episode or care? Uh, there's a lot of patterns in our lives, right? Um, people who are doing things or like not doing as much of something as we would like them to do, or people doing way more of something than we would like. We'd like them to do a lot less of it. Uh, and basically what this whole episode is hoping to teach you is to look at what role you're playing in sort of those patterns, I guess, of behavior with the people around you and help you be able to modify your behavior to try and either get more of the thing you want from people or decrease the thing you don't want with people mm -hmm. is, is kind of the best summary I have. Now, the terms that we're going to be throwing around, I'm sure most of you have heard in common parlance from time to time, things like positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, stuff like that. Um, big clue. No one does that right. Um, there's not, Positive and negative don't mean what you think they mean. Um, yes. Is the biggest takeaway probably in that sense. But uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. It can be hard to own that we sometimes are partially <clears throat> responsible for the stuff that's happening that we don't like in our relationships, whether they be personal or professional or whatever. But I think it can also be empowering to realize that we can help impact things happening less or more that we like or don't mm -hmm. like. Um, now, this is obviously not like, I don't know, what did it, a panacea, but what did you call it, Michelle? Like oh, a cure -all. I think I just said a magic wand. A magic wand. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> pan, pan, yes. Cure-all. There we go. Um, but you know, because we can't 100% guarantee that you can change other people's behaviors. In fact, I think the whole concept is pretty against what we talk about all the time, which the only thing you can change is yourself. But that's really what we are saying is change yourself. Um, you're changing one part of a system, and that's going to have an impact on the whole system um, one way or another, essentially. So Michelle and I are going to do our best job trying to explain all of these different concepts and give examples to hopefully help solidify them for you. Um, summarize them at the end and hopefully leave you more informed rather than more confused. Always the goal. Always the goal. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know that this is true, but boy, would I not be surprised if we get questions or emails about this, like questions in the group or emails, because it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah, it, it gets... but it's weird. 
yeah, it gets really interesting going along with the different terms and how they work and stuff like that. And I think it's also important to name before we get into this, like sometimes a common misconception about behavior shaping, if you will, which is one of the terms we're going to talk about. But, you know, basically trying to use reinforcement and punishment and things of that nature is that sometimes people are like, this feels really manipulative. Like, this feels like I'm doing this thing behind the scenes to get more (laughs) of what I want or to get them to stop doing something I don't want. Um, And a way to reframe thinking about that is that as human beings, we are all subject to being influenced by things we like and don't like. (laughs) Um, Things that reinforce behavior, things that make us want to stop behavior and do it less. We are all prone to these ideas. And so really, it's just a situation where, I mean, kind of as Kate said, our hope is that you guys will be able to see how you're playing a role in maybe a behavior that's happening with someone else (laughs) and how you can maybe play a different role or try something different and see if that changes the dynamic between the two of you. So it is kind of a form of boundary setting in a, in an interesting kind of way to look at it. Um, but basically, yeah, this is, I don't know. I don't want to just be like, this isn't manipulative at all. Well, well, I don't know. I I also think that the word manipulation manipulation gets a bad rap. I don't know about you, but I personally see our job is to manipulate people in a lot of ways. We're influencing the people around us all the time, no matter what. We're always manipulating people, (laughs) like because we're trying to get them to behave more in the ways we want and less in the ways we don't want. We're always doing that. This is just a more organized way of doing that. Yes, more intentional. There you go. I like <laughs> Yeah. Um, and the other thing that might be important to note before we get into it, Kate mentioned that we're going to have some examples. So for each example, mm. we have mm. like a child example, like a parent with a child, and an adult-to-adult <laughs> example. Because a lot of this stuff applies to parenting. Yeah. Um, I taught parenting courses for a couple years, and we definitely talked a lot about positive and negative consequences, reinforcement, a, a lot of this. Um, so it's very easy to think about this in terms of parenting. But for those of you out there who don't have kiddos, we're going to also try to give you some examples of how this can work with fellow adults mm-hmm. in your life as we go along. So, okay. I get to start. You get to start. I get to start. Okay. With, I would say maybe arguably the most easy to understand. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky me. Um ramp up. Yeah, but the first term we're going to talk about is positive reinforcement. Basically, rewards is another way to think about it. The idea behind positive reinforcement is that you do, I'm going to use the term good here, but that's very subjective. Um, But you do something good, you get something good. It's kind of the idea behind positive reinforcement. Yeah. and a reinforcement, I, I do think it's worth mentioning just what a reinforcer is, like as sure. CPT defines it, which is just something, a consequence that increases the frequency of something, right? Yes. So, yeah, it's just, it, it, it's going to be unique to every person. We all like different things, so different things mm-hmm. will serve as reinforcers for us, but yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, very true. And also, before I get into my example, um, I mentioned this last episode, but I'll mention it again um, <laughs> because I it just started it. up again. Um, so Kate and I often record a couple different episodes on the same day. And in the most recent episode, I mentioned, hey, my husband's doing some house some housework and you may hear pounding sounds in the background as he's hammering nails into the wall and what have you. Um, so for you all, it feels like a week later. Uh, for us, it's just an hour, I don't later. Know, an hour later from when I last said it. But as a reminder, you may hear sounds like that this episode too. Bang, Anyways. Bang. Okay. All right. Positive reinforcement. Um, and so Kate, you were basically just saying that reinforcement is like a, a consequence, like a thing yep. that happens. Yep. Yeah. So a positive thing that happens is what we're going to be talking about here in the first one. And I just use the term reward. Um, so that also fits, too, for what we're discussing. But basically, yeah, this is something I'll, I'll talk about the two examples we came up with here. So like for a kiddo, saying something like, if you finish your dinner, you get ice cream, right? So you do the thing of finishing dinner, and then you get this thing that is positive, that you like, that you enjoy as a result. Um, we have to stop using the word positive to mean good or we're going to confuse everyone. Oh, true. Stop. No. Okay. 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 I'll change it. I'll change it. Okay. Uh, but good works, right? I yes. can say good. Good is okay. wonderful. Okay. I'll use good. <laughs> you do something I want, you get something you want. How's that? Maybe? Yes. You get, you get a good thing. Yep. You get something that you desire. Yep. Um, that's what happens. So an adult example would be if you do a good job at work, you get a raise right? Um, you're working hard and then you get this thing that you want that is good and exciting. I'm trying to come up with other words besides no, positive because it's so tempting to say. Yeah. Um, but you get a raise, right? So a good thing happens. So this is kind of very cause and effect-ish. And I think for a lot of people, sometimes it can be hard when we've maybe had these experiences growing up or been taught this growing up, if you do something good, you get something good because it's not always how life works. <laughs> um, but in the context of this discussion, if you want someone to do more of something, give them a positive reinforcement. G give something, add something on that they like There's and the that word. they want. Add. Yes, Positive just <laughs> yes. means adding to a situation rather than removing. That's the whole... Yep. Everyone thinks positive means good. Positive just means plus, add. Yes, not positive subtract. just means adding something on yep. in in this way. And in because it's a reinforcement, reinforcement yes. means giving them something that they want. So yep. you're adding on something that somebody wants. And that's a pretty good way to try to make sure that they do it more. <laughs> yeah, it's <one laughs> because of the more reliable they know, methods, I think, right, of changing people's behavior is positive yeah. reinforcement. Yep, they have a goal that they're working towards that they're going to get something that they want at the end um, if you're giving them a reward. And so, like, in terms of animal studies, which, I mean, I won't get into too much, but, right, if you teach little hamsters that if they pull a lever, they get a treat, they're more likely to pull the lever more often because they're getting positive reinforcement from doing that. They're getting something that they want every time they do that behavior. So that's what we're talking about here is... Someone does something you want, you reward them with something that they want. Yes. With the positive reinforcement. Okay, Perfect. I'm doing all right. Again, Kate's Kate's a lot better at this discussion than I am. Well, the only reason am. why, let me put this out there. I wish I could remember his name, but the teacher that I had for my um, abnormal psychology prerequisite when I was getting my prerequisites out of way before grad school literally put this on every test 
until everyone in the class got it right. So I probably took six tests with this material. (laughs) It didn't matter how fast you as, you know, I as an individual got it right. I had to do it on every test until everyone in the class got it right. So thank you to my teacher, whose name I cannot remember, at Bellevue College for drilling this into our heads. (laughs) That's the only reason. I had no idea. I was absolutely in the guilty camp of using these utterly incorrectly until that teacher was this serious about it. It was his pet peeve. So that's, that's, I can't really take ownership of it. It's because I had a teacher that was... And hey, you remember it all these years later. I do. So he must have done a good job. (laughs) So I'm going to take on the next idea, which is negative reinforcement, which I think is the thing that we hear used incorrectly the most. Um, As I was mentioning with Michelle's example of positive reinforcement, the reinforcement is really where the idea of good comes from, right? This is just, we are trying to get more of a behavior. Um, The negative and the positive don't mean good and bad. Positive means you are adding something to the situation and negative means you are removing something from the situation. It doesn't mean you're doing something quote unquote negative as in bad, right? And that those two terms, positive and negative, I think are where the vast majority of confusion around these ideas come because we're not used to using them that way, right? They, I, I'm mad at whoever came up with these fucking terms because they could have just said like additive reinforcement and subtractive reinforcement. Right. And that would have made <clears throat> so much more sense for how we commonly use these fucking words. Anyway, so negative reinforcement means you are taking away something that that person dislikes basically as a reward for their good behavior, right? These are different types of rewards. I like another way that they think about it is a relief, right? We are relieving you of something you dislike in response to you doing the thing we want. (laughs) I just thought of an example that you can tell me if it fits different than the ones we came up with. Okay. Is it kind of like if you are working And if you do a bunch of work, then you get to go home early. Like, you get to remove work, which you don't... I mean, most people don't like work. (laughs) You get to remove work, and you get to go home. Yay! Yeah, if you finish early, you can go home. That would be... You don't have to do more work. That's, like, the reinforcement. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you wanted to be... I don't know. This is not... Well, ideally, this oughtn't to be real, but it makes it very plain... Um, if you confess, I will stop torturing you. Mm-hmm. Would be a negative, negative reinforcement. reinforcement. Yeah. <laughs> I'm currently torturing you. Wouldn't you like that to stop? Yes? Give me the thing I want. Right? And that's, that's I am increasing the behavior of your confessing by taking away the torture that I am putting you through. Um, mm-hmm. In some more, ideally, real life <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you're not going around torturing people. If you have, a, if we're talking about a kid again, I like that you put both of the kids that Michelle thought of the first couple of examples here. They're both around food. I like it with kids. Um, so this one is uh, if you eat your carrots, you don't have to eat your peas, right? So if you imagine a kid who's just like, I don't know, kids don't talk I hate peas. I hate all vegetables. I don't know. Or I hate peas especially. Peas are the worst thing. I, I hate peas, but I, I like carrots. I'll only eat carrots. It's the only vegetable I'll eat. Oh, well, then they probably don't kind care. Of thing. Don't, yeah. But yeah, so you the, I don't know. I imagine we're trying to get them to do more of something for some reason. But yeah, right. So if you eat carrots, you don't have to eat your peas. Um, I don't know. If you lay down for your nap, um, 
you don't have to eat peas for dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? There's this there's this negative thing. Um I will take you, I don't know, out of the out of the pool as soon as you swim a lap. I don't know, right? <laughs> we can go home as soon yeah, as you do Yeah, the, the kids like, I don't want to swim. I don't want to swim. It's like swim one lap and then you can be done. Yep. Okay. Yep. You know. Right? So that's the, the whole point is removing mm. uh, an unpleasant thing. So, um, yeah, see, I don't feel like our, the more I think about this, the more I think that our adult one doesn't work as well. So what we have right now is if you do a good job at work, you don't get fired. But we're not exactly removing being fired because being fired isn't a thing that's standing that then doesn't happen. So maybe if you do a good job at work, we won't, we'll stop assigning you overtime. That would count. Hmm. Like if you increase Mm -hmm. your job performance, we'll stop requiring you working overtime. That I think Mm -hmm. works better because we're assuming a a standing idea of you suck. So you get to do all the overtime. Um, But if you do better, we'll reduce the amount of overtime we're requiring of you. Right. So the overtime is the thing being removed. The doing a better job is the thing we're trying to increase. Hence the idea of reinforcement. So yeah. uh, as a brief review of these positive and negative mean adding and subtracting and reinforcement just means we're trying to get more of a thing. Yep. Not less of a thing. So this is, you know, the, yep. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say like one of the things that it mentioned on the worksheets, which really does thinking of this word helps me remember the negative reinforcement better mm. is if we associate the word reward with positive reinforcement, the word relief oh, yeah, I said that. with negative reinforcement. Yep. Like thinking about if it's going to, you know, bring that person a sense of <sighs> relief of just kind of like, oh, good, I don't have to do that thing anymore or whatever. Um, you're probably doing some negative reinforcement yep. there. Um, yep. Again, that they don't have to do that thing that they despise. Everyone thinks negative reinforcement <laughs> is like giving your child attention for bad behavior and that's not what it means that's not what it It means. has nothing to do with that zero Mm -hmm. now you are empowered to go out into the world and hear that everyone uses it wrong (laughs) bless your heart you'll be frustrated for the rest of your life i know i am now (laughs) (laughs) damn you teacher (laughs) all right michelle you want to talk to us about shaping Yes, I'll talk about shaping. Um, So this was a big concept that we talked about when it came to parenting, uh, the parenting classes that I did. We talked about shaping. So shaping is a specific type of uh, positive reinforcement. Um, and so it's using rewards, but in a very specific way. So the idea with shaping is that you're trying to right, increase this behavior. You're wanting the person to do this behavior more. And it's really good with something where somebody is learning. They don't know how to do this thing at all. You're wanting them to learn how. And so you use shaping to help them learn. So this is something like with potty training, for example. So this will be the kiddo example we talk about. With potty training, it might be that at first you want to reward your child just for sitting on the potty. Right? <laughs> I feel like I'm about to talk about bodily functions more than we normally do on the podcast, but whatever. Um, so, right, your kiddo sits on the potty. They might not actually do urinate, anything. You know, yep. like, yeah, they might not actually use it, but they're sitting on the potty and you want to reward them. And maybe, you know, thinking about a young child who's about two, maybe they really like stickers. So you give them a sticker because they sat on the potty. Awesome. Now, after they've done that a few times, Sitting on the potty becomes 
old hat. They've got that down. Now you actually want them to start using it. So you maybe start giving them a sticker only when they go pee, right? Now they're not getting stickers anymore just for sitting on. They're getting stickers for the next level up, which is going pee. And then maybe the next level up, which is going poop. Because for a lot of kiddos, they figure out the pee stuff before they figure out the poop stuff. Um, <laughs> But eventually, over time, you're probably rewarding them less often because they're getting better at the thing. So you're still rewarding, but you're going to be rewarding different behaviors. So like for, I don't know, an adult situation, like I think back to when I was a cashier at a grocery store and I was having to learn and get trained mm -hmm. on how to do that. And maybe the only, really, I think the only kind of reinforcement I was getting was like positive verbal reinforcement, right? So I did something well, and the, my reward was that I got a compliment, basically. You know, the person who was training me was like, oh, good job. You did that great. So maybe at first, it was very simple tasks. <laughs> they were like, oh, good job. You figured out how to, you know, open the cash drawer or whatever. And then it became more complicated. Once I learned how to do that, then it was like, oh, then I would get the compliment once I would figure out, I don't know, how to take off an item or do a refund or whatever it was. It got more complicated as it went. And then they were praising me for different things. Um, and another silly example that I thought about is honestly with, um, so the podcast host that we use, which is this website called Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout at first, when Kay and I started the podcast, they were sending us these little like, good job emails. <laughs> when, what Achievement. It, I think yeah, for achievements that we had unlocked. It was like, ooh, you got 10 listens. Good job. You know, and they'd send us this email. And we were getting a lot of them at first. And then over time, they start spacing them out. So it's like, now you only get it. In, I don't know. The next achievement is like, if you get, I don't even know what it is. Probably like 50,000 we listens or yeah, something. Like know. they get further spaced apart over time. This is shaping. So yeah, you start off with, you do it less and less over time because there's fewer and fewer things. Yeah, there's just not as much of a need. Like, feasibly, the person is learning. They're getting better. They're getting this thing down. You don't need to be giving a reinforcement or giving a reward for something that they, you know, figured out months ago. <laughs> You're trying to figure out what's the new challenge that they're facing or what's the, the new thing that this person is working on and rewarding that. So shaping is basically a really flexible way of doing positive reinforcement. Kate, did you look up our achievement Yeah, we thing? don't get any more. 24 out of 24 achievements earned. Our last one was 10,000 downloads. Well, we're just kicking ass and taking names and they don't That's know right. we how do to have a number of, of episodes published because 200 will be our last one. We won't get there because we don't have 200 different DBT skills. But technically, we have four out of nine achievements for number of episodes published, but we're never going to Oh, well, hey, those, there so. we go. That's something. <laughs> it is something. <laughs> no more. Yeah, and this is actually something that typically happens with shaping. Yep, it, right? it, it diminishes like, to nothing eventually. Yeah, you're not giving a seven-year-old stickers anymore for going to the bathroom. Like, <laughs> you're just not. <laughs> the kid uh, learns it, they figure it out. You don't need to do it anymore. Um... So shaping changes over time. At the beginning, there's a lot of reinforcement. And then at the end, there's not really much at all. Um, and typically, again, it is positive reinforcement. It's adding something, giving something, even if it's just verbal, mm -hmm. giving something when the person is doing the behavior as they're learning. So that's shaping. We didn't 
mention a box here, but I do think it's worthwhile, the timing one, which is right underneath shaping, um, where it says timing counts. Uh, I do think that that's worth mentioning. Uh, reinforcing behavior, I don't know, two days after it happened does mm -hmm. nothing. <laughs> yeah, this is a really good point. Yeah, before we move on, because, yeah, we have the positive reinforcement, the negative reinforcement, and shaping. After this, we kind of switch gears. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it is really important that, yeah, do you want to keep talking a little sure. bit about yeah, some yeah, of that yeah. stuff? So, cool. Proximity to behavior is super important with all of these concepts. Um, the closer to immediately after the behavior you want or don't want occurs that you act, the more effective your action is going to be. Whether that's reinforcement or punishment, positive or negative, it doesn't matter. The closer you are to the actual behavior that you're trying to influence, the more influence it will have. So try and reinforce behavior immediately after it occurs. Mm -hmm. um, and as Michelle was sort of talking about uh, with shaping, it says at first reinforce after every instance of the behavior and then drop it off over time. Um, and that's another way of sort of considering the, the timing of it. Uh, so do it immediately after the thing you want and um, be mindful of, I don't know, how often you're doing it over time. Uh, you know, if something starts to drop off, you can always go back to doing it more often again, too, right? Mm -hmm. It's not, you don't have to be static on this, um, I don't know, on this, I kind of think on this, you don't have to be in one direction. You don't have to just diminish and then you're stuck. Right? If, I've, if, I've, if I'm not, if I'm going down to, you know, reinforcing every other time, I can't, I never can go back to reinforcing every time or something, right? There's the, there's that sort of thing. Um, also, the other thing that's important, which is funny because I just talked about variability, but overarchingly is consistency, right? Yeah. Especially early on, you really want to be doing it, yeah, the same thing immediately after it occurs and every time it occurs when you're starting. Um, it's actually a little crazy making for human brains to have intermittent or variable reinforcement and punishment <laughs> and back when things could be done that are obviously unethical now. We can learn some of how this breaks people. <laughs> right? Well, we did actually a lot of really mean things to dogs, actually, really, to learn mm -hmm. a lot of this stuff. Very mean things to puppies. But um, thankfully, we're not doing that anymore. Uh, so be consistent, do it immediately afterwards, um, and, you know, look at how often you're doing it in relation to how long you've been trying to reinforce the thing. Does that all make sense? Yes. Yeah, it totally does. And then there's something else that is mentioned here that says when you vary reinforcement, behavior becomes very hard to stop. Mm. And I can think of two examples right off the top of my head that really explain that pretty nicely. So the first is what I mentioned a moment ago studies with hamsters where they press a lever and they get a treat. Oh, they yep. showed that if, depending on whether you do it where every time they press the lever, they get a treat or sometimes they get a treat and sometimes they don't. Those hamsters where sometimes they get it and sometimes they don't get it, they will press that lever more often. Oh yes. Trying <laughs> to get a treat. <laughs> yeah. They're like, where's my treat? You know, um, <laughs> whereas the ones that know they can always get the treat every time. They don't feel the need mm. to do the behavior as much because they know it's consistent. If it's inconsistent, they really want it. And so one of the ways that honestly that translates to adults is gambling. Oh, good because point. Yes. You don't get a win every time you gamble. You never know whether yep. you're going to. Yeah, you never know whether you're going to 
lose money, win money. And so that's a big reason that keeps people going back. I might win this time. 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 Yeah. If you know you're going to win every time, I mean, that's cool. But then you don't need to do it as often. It's something about like, uh, yeah, it's like I didn't get it. So I need to try again. Yep. So variable reinforcement where it fluctuates over time is, is a real thing. <laughs> you can also make superstitious pigeons, but I'm just saying. You can do what? You can Say make, more. You can make superstitious pigeons. So with like basically when it's intermittent reinforcement, right? Well, with, with pigeons, it's pecking, not pulling, but you know, like peck a button and sometimes oh. it gets things. Yeah. Like if before, you know, uh, basically if the pigeon maybe turned in a circle hit the button and then a treat came out it'll be like oh it's the turning, turning in the, the circle. circle and then you'll <laughs> have pigeons all turning in circles and hitting and turning in circles and hitting right you can you can make you can cause superstition in pigeons with intermittent reinforcement <laughs> That's fascinating stuff so hard <laughs> yeah it's pretty crazy <laughs> anyway all right are we good with that yeah let's go on to extinction okay so extinction is Basically, you realize you've been reinforcing a behavior and you stop. And what's going to happen then, right? This is the idea of, of hoping to have some, you know, a behavior stop that you have been uh, reinforcing. I don't know if this is the, this is what we put down, right? I have to look at our notes again. Yes, we talked about tantrums. Okay. I'm like, that's the, that's to me the absolutely quintessential yes, example of the this. Yes, right? <laughs> So let's, let's all be honest children throwing a tantrum it's hard not to give into not because you want to not because it's endearing but because oh my god make it stop there is some negative reinforcement going on there yeah from the kiddo to the parent you give me what i want i stop screaming yep. that is negative reinforcement yes it is well called yes um so uh what happens a lot accidentally is kiddo throws a tantrum throws a tantrum throws a tantrum throws a tantrum and 15 minutes in your patience wears out any given. Um, well, now the kid knows if I throw a 15 minute long tantrum, I'm going to get a thing. Right. And so the more often you do that, the more you are reinforcing, right? You, the kiddo is doing negative reinforcement on you and you are and you're positively doing positive reinforcing, reinforcing the tantrum, right? This, yeah. is, this is what's happening in that duo there. Right. So the point is to stop your part of that. Stop reinforcing the behavior that you don't like. So what this will look like is girding your loins and just not giving in to the tantrum no matter ignore, how long ignore, it goes ignore. ignore 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 right just nothing now a fair warning is that something that is described in this study is something called an extinction burst which is generally when someone has you know when someone does something and there's you know a result when you suddenly change that result the first reaction they have is to do the thing more well every other time i threw a tantrum i got a candy why isn't this working anymore i must not be tantruming hard enough (laughs) or often enough or long enough or loud enough right and Mm -hmm. so oftentimes there's a sense that you're not doing what you're trying to do and so you try and change your behavior but it's actually a it's actually a really good indicator that you're doing it right is if you get this extinction burst right where there's a sudden and dramatic increase in the behavior you don't want as the you know person you're interacting with, child or adult, just suddenly tries really hard to make the thing that they're used to having work work before giving up, right? So there's there's sort of applauding along a sudden increase 
before the behavior actually decreases and stops. Um, so as we were saying with kids, that can look a lot like giving into tantrums. Uh, the example that we thought of with adults is if every time, say, your roommate, partner, whatever, like doesn't do the dishes, you just do the dishes for them. Well, <laughs> that's some positive reinforcement right there. Right? Uh, or negative. Well, you don't have to do the dishes. I'll do them for you. Oh, um. that's true. I was going <laughs> to say the reward is that you do the dishes, but I guess it is more of a negative reinforcement. Yeah, you could look at it either way. I'm rewarding you by doing the dishes for you. Or, by the way, or yeah. I'm rewarding you by you not, not having, having to, to do, do the, the dishes. dishes. Yeah, it's something kind of can both. be looked at both ways. Yeah. Um, right? So, you have to stop doing the dishes for them. <laughs> stop rewarding the behavior you don't like um, by letting them skate off on not doing the thing. Now, in this particular example, this will probably result in you having a unfortunate kitchen for a while. <laughs> Yeah, well, or I think of, like, for adults, it, it could look, the extinction burst here yeah. could look like basically just being like, hey, so you haven't done the dishes in a week, and you normally do the dishes every night when you come home. Like, what? it can look like maybe a confrontation oh, or something. Sure. Yeah. It could look like that. But I also think That's that, the that, more that mature during way. that week, there probably aren't any dishes being done. That's all I meant. Mm -hmm. Is that for oh, a while? Oh yeah, like they don't they do the dishes either. Yeah, they won't. They yep. won't catch on. Is they'll be like, we don't do the dishes because you do, and then you don't, and then nobody does for a bit. Mm -hmm. So you have to sort of again. I like the idea of girding your loins, right? You have to be willing to sit in it for a bit before they're like, I need dishes. And you're like, huh? Weird. <laughs> <laughs> there might be more clean dishes if you wash some. <laughs> like, hint, oh. hint, hint, hint. Right. So there's there's. This idea of just realizing when you are reinforcing behavior you dislike and stopping doing it, right? Mm -hmm. That doesn't even have to... We'll get into more active ways of trying to decrease behavior when we talk about punishment here in a couple of minutes. But extinction is really just about, right, I'm not, I'm not reinforcing this behavior anymore. However I have been reinforcing it, I'm not. Yep. Um, and allowing that to be the thing that leads to the decrease in behavior. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Hey, right, Michelle, want to talk about satiation? Yeah, I was going to say, I think you covered extinction really well. And satiation is basically, I don't know, the opposite <laughs> in a way. Um, the idea of satiation, which is very difficult to say, <laughs> is that you try to basically give the person what they're wanting so that you don't get that behavior that you dislike. Um, so let's say, for example, your child, every time you go grocery shopping with them, starts pitching a fit because they get hungry and they want a snack and they want this off the shelf and that off the shelf. And so you're sick and tired of them throwing a tantrum every time they're in the grocery store. Well, one way that you can prevent that is by maybe giving them a snack right before you, they go. <laughs> and let's say you know that every time they go to the grocery store, I'll point this out because I really like fruit snacks. Um, <laughs> I have very childlike taste in food. Um, so let's say every time they go to the store, Mom, I want fruit snacks! Give me fruit snacks! You know, whatever it is. Well, if you give them some fruit snacks before you go, they probably won't pitch a fit about it. Yep. If they start to, you could be like, you just had fruit snacks before we left. Oh. We have fruit snacks at home. Oh, 
know. (laughs) So maybe it would head it off a little bit before it happens. Um, The adult example is kind of hard for me to think of, but the one I came up with is if, let's say you have a coworker who, I don't know, maybe kind of fishes for compliments or kind of talks about themselves a lot. I mean, I know people like this and my life a little bit like they I don't know you can tell that they're basically wanting you to say something good about them and they're gonna kind of just talk your ear off until they hear you say the good thing (laughs) now one now one way you could combat that is doing extinction like Kate was just talking about just don't (laughs) try to (laughs) stop responding right that's one option the other option might be that if you see them first thing in the morning If you give them a compliment then, they may be less likely later in the day to come over and try to dig for one. Because you already did it. If they're just like, hey, I really like that shirt you're wearing, you know, whatever. They might be like, oh, thanks. And then you've already met the need before they even really realize they have the need, if that makes sense. So satiation really is just trying to figure out more or less what is this person wanting right what is my child wanting every time they throw this fit <laughs> what is my coworker wanting every time they come over and start having this same conversation with me on repeat like what is this really about <laughs> trying to figure it out and trying to see if there's something that you are able and comfortable giving so that the behavior just doesn't ever happen in the first place I like Pretty it. much. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Punishment. Dun, dun, dun. Have fun, Punishment. Kate. Okay. So let's define terms again. So uh, <laughs> there are two types of punishment. There is positive punishment and negative punishment. And I have yet to see the person that doesn't think the term positive punishment sounds fucking weird. So <laughs> I get it. And remember, positive does not mean good. (laughs) It means adding. (laughs) And negative does not mean bad. It means subtracting, right? So pause and punishment is, I like how they put it actually, an aversive consequence that decreases a behavior, right? So a punishment is something meant to decrease behavior by causing a consequence that the other person dislikes, right? So again, positive adding, punish and negative subtracting both with the goal of decreasing a behavior by creating a situation the other person doesn't like is basically the whole of it. So positive punishment means you are adding a negative, I almost did it. Um, You did almost do it. Adding something the person doesn't doesn't like. like. Yeah. So with kids, I don't know, one of the most obvious, you know, ideas might be like, if you do that again, you're going to get spanked. Right? Yeah, spanking is spanking definitely is a, a positive, positive punishment. punishment. Right? I am adding the pain, maybe humiliation, whatever, of a spanking in order to get you to decrease the behavior that I, I dislike. Right? Um, I will say, before we go any further, uh, positive punishment is the least effective thing. Of all of this list of everything that we've talked about, this is the least effective. Um, turns out, I don't know, you ever meet someone who liked being spanked? Right? Like it creates other 
other issues. Yeah, other sometimes. issues in the relationships or in the person or whatever. Also, well, because you also have to do it immediately hears... and with no emotion, right? And have you ever yeah. seen a parent spank a kid when they weren't angry at the kid? Right? The emotion adds a different thing. It no longer feels like just a consequence. It feels like an interpersonal interaction in a different sort of way. So I will say that while we want to describe it so that you know what it is, so you have all four components of these ideas, positive and negative reinforcement and positive and negative punishment. Positive punishment is just kind of shitty. It's done. Yeah. Even, I mean, <laughs> I don't quite mean this the way this is going to come out, so bear with me, but screw morals, it just doesn't work well, right? <laughs> like, there's also probably some very good moral and ethical reasons not to engage in a lot of positive punishment behaviors, but also from the cold-hearted stance of efficacy, it's not so great. Yeah, I mean, you're more likely to have it where, I don't know, if somebody knows a positive punishment is coming... Mm -hmm. They're just going to try to avoid the situation <laughs> at, at all costs yeah, you get or lying. to create lying another behavior yep. that's going to distract you away from the thing that you have threatened they're going to get. Um, and, a, and a lot of times that's what comes with positive punishment is there normally is kind of like this verbal warning. Mm -hmm. um, and again, if... If someone, adult or child, is falling in line with that, typically it's coming from this, I don't know, this place of fear. Mm -hmm. like, it also can lead to yeah. a lot of lying. Lying goes really well mm -hmm. with positive punishment because they know they don't want that. So they just lie about having done the thing. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> to avoid the positive punishment. Yep. Yep. Um, so with the with the children, I was thinking about, you know, do it again, you get spanked. Um, and with an adult, again, thinking sort of work-related like, if you keep behaving this way, we're going to give you the worst assignment, right? Like, whatever it is. It's or, or we could go back to, like, you're going to get more uh, more overtime, right? Yeah, you're going to get overtime. You're going to get the shift no one wants. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the shift no one wants, the assignment no one wants, the amount of hours that no one wants, whatever, right? So that is adding something um, aversive to the situation, right? Um, so now, negative... Uh, negative punishment is taking something away. We are also very familiar about this with children, uh, if you break your curfew again, you're grounded, right? That's taking away their freedom. Mm -hmm. Um, if you get another F, you don't get to play video games anymore, right? There's this, this idea of we're taking away this thing that you want, um, which creates an aversive environment <laughs> in order to decrease this behavior, right? So oftentimes with negative punishment, we're taking away a good thing, right? That's how we yeah, create something the they want, aversive they environment. Out on it. Yep. So this is actually where I think the job loss thing from earlier actually makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. If you do that again, um, you're losing your job, right? We are we are taking away this thing upon which you rely <laughs> um, in order to do this. Uh, Michelle and I were also talking about this before the thing, and I want to, I don't know, in bold flashing lights say, this is not good or healthy. But as someone who's worked with couples, I know we've certainly seen it, which is you'll see things like if you keep behaving this way, like I'm not having sex with you, like I'm withholding sex because I don't like how you're behaving. Right. Like that's a thing that you is bad, but definitely happens uh, in romantic relationships. Right. So there's yes. just this idea of Negative taking away or withholding a good thing um, in order to decrease someone's behavior. Yeah. So in 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 reinforcement, we are making things better for the person because we're they're doing what we want and in punishment we're making things worse for a person because they're doing something we don't mm -hmm. to try and make yeah. it in as simple of terms as possible after making it as complicated as possible <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah 
And I feel like it can be a really common question of like, you know, we were just talking about how positive punishment is pretty ineffective. Yep. <laughs> Excuse me. And I think it can maybe be this question that people may have of like, well, then which of these is best? Which oh, yeah. of these should I do the most of? And, you know, it's really going to depend on the situation. It's going to depend on the person yeah, and what, what, they what motivates them to. the most. Yep. Yeah. And probably, Kate, you can tell me your thoughts on this too, but like, I. It seems like, anyways, that I first tend to recommend trying to figure out some kind of reinforcement oh, when yes. you see the behavior that you want. Reinforce that, and you're more likely to get that more often. Which will um, lead to a natural decrease in the opposite, right? There's only so much time right. in the world, so if someone's doing more of what you want, they're almost certainly doing less of what you don't. Yeah, exactly. If you're wanting your kiddo to go to bed on time, and... You know, the one night out of the week that they do that, <laughs> you positively reinforce that and give them a reward, they're probably going to be like, I want to do it again the next night. And then you can get into some shaping stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and so if you're seeing any glimmer of the thing that you want, I would say that it's best to try to go the reinforcement route. Um, positive reinforcement typically but i mean again depending on what motivates the person negative reinforcement may work really well also and then only going into the punishment if the i don't know <laughs> the reinforcement is not <laughs> if there's if there's no glimmer of the thing you want if there's literally no nothing glimmer, to yeah. if there's nothing to reinforce yet <laughs> yeah, that gets tricky yeah it gets more tricky yeah. but they're you're right they're just less effective efficacious yes there's um they're less effective to do the punishments mm -hmm. on average so reinforcing stuff you want yeah just helps more um and also i would say the other thing is stopping reinforcing the stuff you don't want right so yes, i would say that key. yeah reinforcement and then um extinction are probably what mm -hmm. i would say are the two biggest yep. things all right. Agreed. I think it's you. Not all consequences are created equal. Yeah. So talking a little bit about consequences. Um, so again, with consequences, thinking about what you are doing to either positively or negatively reinforce, because um, reinforcement is a consequence, right? The person does something and then something either happens or doesn't happen, <laughs> right? There's a consequence there. So again, consequences in this case is not used as a term that is bad a lot of times that's what we think of consequences uh, yeah. as a society right you do something wrong that happens after you get a consequence else. yeah yeah th this in this case it's just really cause and effect yeah. um so they kind of put this weird quote on this handout i'm like okay i've never heard this expression um one person's poison can be another person's passion I get it. Lots of P words. I've never heard that. I've never that. heard I get, it, but I, I get, get what it. they're saying, but yeah. I'm like, okay, that's one way to put it, which is basically like, you know, you may think about something that you really like, right? Oh, man, you know, if someone gave me chocolate every day, whoo. Oh, Michelle, I was just thinking houseplants. <laughs> Buying me a houseplant would be a oh huge reinforcement for me. loves plants. I hate plants. <laughs> I don't guard it at all. I'm Bye. barely keeping my succulent alive, Kate. Buying my you a plant would be more of a punishment than a reinforcement. It really would be. <laughs> a um, positive that's punishment. That's a very good example. Be, buying you a plant would be a positive punishment for you. <laughs> it would be. 
<laughs> Whereas for you, it'd be a positive reinforcement because you like it strongly. Um, so it's really important to know your audience and think about like, again, if you're using this with your kids, it may be different for each of your kids. If you have multiple children who have different interests and different things that are going to motivate them or same thing with coworkers, your coworkers may be vastly different people or your friends or whoever it is. It's really important to know what's going to be viewed as something that they will want uh, a reinforcement and then what's going to be viewed as a punishment and something that they don't want. It's really important to know I like what's going to work what they would work people. to get or work to avoid. I like how they phrase it in that yeah. handout. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, so they also mentioned how context counts. A reinforcer in one situation can be punishment in another. Um, I'm trying to think of an example of that off the top of my head and I'm struggling uh, a little all right. bit. This is a little bit silly, but mm-hmm. bear with me. Um, going swimming in a lake. In the summer, this is, this is, this is a reinforcement. Oh. Let's, let's go swimming. And being pushed into a lake in the middle of winter is probably a positive punishment. That's probably a positive punishment, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's, a good, that's a good point, right? So in some situations, what you're wanting to do may a work really well. A cup of really coffee well. in the morning is great. Giving a cup of coffee to your partner at bedtime when you know how badly caffeine affects them. Yeah, so some common sense stuff. But some of this can maybe be overlooked at times you might just be like oh because this person likes this thing you know the more the better and it's kind of like knowing when to give it oh someone loves cupcakes but they just went on a diet yep well and actually that's the next thing it talks about is quantity counts if a reinforcer is too little or too much it will not work so again it has to be something that the person cares about and wants um and Please make this realistic. I've seen it so many times with parenting work that I did for the longest time that people would tell their kids, you know, if you clean your room, I'll go buy you a toy or something. So the child was cleaning their room every day and was like, where's my toy? And the parents like, I wasn't going to buy them a toy every every day. Like, you know, (laughs) that kind of a thing. But that was what they said the positive reinforcement was going to be. And then they could not follow through on it. And that hurts trust, which makes things less likely to work. Exactly. Yep. Then it gets, then you're back to square one. (laughs) Um, So it's really important that you're picking uh, a consequence. Again, whether it's positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, positive punishment, negative punishment, doesn't matter that you're picking a consequence that is something that you can deliver on, that is realistic, um, that's not going to be too much or too little. I gave the example of stickers with potty training because lots of two-year-olds love stickers. They love stickers. But let's say, you know, for whatever it is that, I don't know, let's say you're a little late to the potty training game or you've tried and your kiddo's just a little late. And let's say you have a four-year-old who's just now trying to get into the potty training game. Most four-year-olds, they've probably outgrown stickers. (laughs) You got to figure out something else. So making sure that you're giving the right amount of consequence so that it's going to make an impact um, for the person. The other thing that it talks about is natural consequences, which is something we haven't talked about up until this point. Um, And I'm totally blanking on the term for the other kind of consequence. But basically, life gives us consequences. (laughs) 
positive or negative. Life gives us consequences. Yep. Yeah, good or bad, I guess I should say. Um, Life will give us things that we really enjoy. Life will give us things that set us back. Um, And that sometimes natural consequences are the best teachers. Making sure, of course, especially with kids, that it's not going to be a Uh, negative, or um, sorry, a natural consequence that is going to be unsafe. Right? Yeah, don't but actually think, let your kid touch the stove. <laughs> yeah, don't actually <laughs> let your kid run in them. the street and get yeah. hit by a car. That's yep. the natural consequence of running in the street. Don't let that happen. Um, but I think about it sometimes like if you're trying to get your kid to wear their jacket to go outside because the weather's a little cold and they're fighting you, fighting you, fighting you, fighting you. Sure, you can make a threat. You can give a negative punishment, which would be if you don't put your coat on, we're not going outside. Right? That's a negative punishment. They miss out on something that they want. Um, you can do that. Um, or <laughs> you may just eventually be like, all right, go outside without your coat. And your kiddo will learn they get cold. <laughs> and they will want to come back in. Um, so, again, this is something where it's really going to be, especially with kids age dependent, figuring out what's developmentally appropriate natural consequences and that kind of a thing. But sometimes that really takes the burden off of you for trying to come up with a punishment. Um, And life can just do it to a degree that is safe. (laughs) And people figure that out. Um, So that can be important, right? My natural consequence is speeding. I get in an accident. There you go. There you go. Um, Or get a ticket. Uh, Yeah. Or get a ticket. That's what's going to happen. And it says here, too, as another idea, ask what consequence the person would work to get or work to avoid. So this can also be really helpful with kids. Not that they get to completely call the shots, but, you know, to say, okay, um, when you get an A on your report card, what would you like to do? Would you like for us to go out for ice cream? Would you like to go to a movie? Like, what do you want? Which, again, are things that are hard with COVID. But, like, <laughs> what, what would you like to do? If you get straight eyes on your report card, like, asking them what positive reinforcement they would like, um, especially with teenagers, right? Sometimes you may think you're doing, like, the best thing in the world, and they kind of shrug their shoulders, and they're like, I don't care. And you're like, damn it, you know? Um, so, Asking the person, like, what what would you what would you like, um, can help make more of an impact, um, and also this is super super important too. It says observe changes in behavior when a consequence is applied. See if it actually worked. See if it actually made an impact. And if it didn't, you need some tweaking. Whether it's that you didn't do it soon enough after the behavior occurred or you didn't come up with a reinforcer or something that was a punishment that made enough of a dent. (laughs) Um, Whatever it is, um, trying to be observant and notice when you're getting closer to the behavior that you're wanting or if you feel like you've kind of stalled, then you may need to come up with something different. Woohoo! Okay, I think that's all I have to say about that one. All right, I think we're to the summary. Am I wrong? Yeah, just kind of summarizing everything we talked about today. Because we threw <gasps> a lot of terms at you guys. Okay. I wish this was an acronym, but it's not. Oh, no. Nope. My God, how long would it have to be? 
<laughs> It'd be a like long a, acronym. A <laughs> All right, so I like this. Actually, I think actually, I, you know, I don't. I'm not always. I'll admit, I'm not always the biggest fan for some of the boxes, some of the stuff on some of the worksheets uh, in uh, DBT. But I like this. I think this really does a good job of summarizing. So. Basically, with all this behavior change strategies stuff, we're assumed to have one of three goals. We want to increase a behavior in someone. We want to like weaken or decrease that behavior, a behavior in someone, or we want to basically completely eliminate um, a behavior in someone. So those those three goals are matched up with their own. I don't know, tactic, and then their own type of consequences. Uh, so if we want to increase someone's behavior, we use various types of reinforcement, right? So we either add a positive consequence to get them to do something more, or we remove, oh, it says positive. Fuck you, handout. I read you and I hate you. <laughs> you were just talking about how much you liked it. I know, I didn't. I like the concepts, but apparently I didn't notice that they used positive there. You have to right. It's basically your... just saying do positive yes. reinforcement or negative reinforcement. Yes, one of the two. Yep. Yeah. So add add a good consequence or remove an aversive consequence if you're trying to increase a behavior. If you're trying to weaken a behavior, that's where that extinction satiation stuff comes from. So we either remove a reinforcer from the behavior we dislike, um, or we try and provide relief for that behavior beforehand right like uh, michelle's idea of giving your kid uh fruit snacks before they go to the store right so we either stop reinforcing the behavior we dislike or we try and provide we sort of anticipate the behavior we don't like and try and have a workaround by by giving not giving in that sounds wrong but you know meeting the need or the desire of the person before they have the unwanted behavior and then last but not least is suppress or like eliminate a behavior that we dislike and that's where this the idea of punishment comes in. So we either add an aversive consequence or remove a pleasant consequence, right? Um, so yeah, I do think, I, I think we missed this on a page before, but I do think it's important. We sort of sideways mentioned this, but especially if you're engaged in punishment type activities, do pair it with reinforcing, right? Put in mm -hmm. a substitute behavior. Right, because yeah. just removing one behavior doesn't necessarily teach that person, whether they're an adult or a kid, what to do instead. Right, so offer up an alternative. If you're if you're working to literally extinguish a behavior, if you're if sorry, now you've that term. If you're working to eliminate a behavior with punishment, do provide something else that then you can reinforce. Yep, I talked about that a lot with parenting work. Yeah, you, um, you have to give them a, something else. You have to give them a substitute. Right. Or, yeah, and, and it would also be situations where basically they would just be, parents would be so focused on getting the unwanted behavior to stop. So, right, if their child is tantruming, they would be so focused on just getting them to be quiet. Yeah. And maybe they'd get there. But then once the child was quiet, they would not reinforce that. Uh, they yeah. would not then say, you know, thank you for calming down, you know, giving some verbal praise or giving, 
you know, again, especially with little kids, stickers are, I feel like I've talked more about stickers in this episode. Um, I mean, definitely. Like, I don't think you've ever mentioned it before. So there you go. That's yeah, all of it. St- stickers, stickers are an easy thing that but little kids like. Hugs um, or like, hugs, here you can yeah. play with your favorite toy for a bit or. Yep, exactly. Like, oh, I really, I see that you calmed down and now you get this thing that you want because you calm down if the kiddo calms down and then nothing <laughs> the kiddo's probably gonna be like of course i'm gonna throw a tantrum because that gets me attention when i'm calm and when i'm good and when i'm behaving i don't get it what do i get for that yep. you know <laughs> yep. and so and with adults you can have more like literal com- i mean you can with kids too but you know the older someone gets ideally the better the communication skills so right. you know if you're working on on you know suppressing a behavior in someone you can be really explicit like this is how i'd like you to do this instead right like mm-hmm. this is how i want you to talk to me instead this is how i'd like you to ask me for that this is how i'd like you to approach me this is how i'd like you to right and this is where it really aligns with boundary setting yeah right is there's this punishment but also i want to give you a replacement because i want to be able to interact with you in a pleasant fashion mm-hmm. so yep increased behavior weakened behavior suppressed behavior correlates with reinforce extinguish or punish and those are all about adding or removing um pleasant or unpleasant consequences more or less. Mm-hmm. yep good summary cool. Yeah, great summary. Woo-hoo! Um, so in terms of homework, um, we encourage you guys to start thinking there there's probably someone in your life. Again, if you're a parent, if you have kiddos at home, <laughs> again, this is right up your alley. But even if you don't, there's probably somebody in your life who does something that you really wish they didn't do. Maybe or you have does a, friend... a little bit of something you wish they did a lot more of. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, either way. Like, you may have a friend who is always late and you want them to be on time. Or you may have, again, um, your partner or your roommate who never does the dishes and you want them to do the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is. Think about somebody in your life, hopefully somebody you have pretty regular contact with, who you would like to do something different, what that thing is, and start playing around. Yeah, with look at how you're interacting with the system right now. Yep. And how you might change that to change the situation, change the behavior. Yep, exactly. If you're wanting your partner to start doing dishes more, maybe what you do is you make a conscious effort this week that the next time you see them do the dishes, you're going to positively reinforce them. Yep. You know? Um, again, whether it is just saying, thank you so much for doing the dishes. I really appreciate that. Or saying, hey, you did the dishes tonight. I'll do the vacuuming tomorrow or whatever it is. Um, seeing how you can respond maybe differently than you have been up until this point. And maybe again, it's probably <laughs> I was gonna, I was about to say you may not see a big change within the week yeah. because a lot of this <laughs> takes time. Um, but start trying it out and then hopefully with with time and with you being consistent in providing some kind of reinforcement again or punishment um you'll start to see a, a change in the direction that you want to so start thinking about it start brainstorming and playing around with some of this all right so i'm doing self-promotion this week here we go 
Um, so I'm going to start off with um, shouting out some people who are contributing to our Patreon. So today we are shouting out Alexandra and Bethany. Thanks for being patrons, you guys. We really appreciate it. Um, so if you want to become a patron like Alexandra and Bethany, go to patreon.com slash dbtandme and you get to choose whether you contribute $2 a month or $5 a month. Get a cool workbook with $5 a month uh, contribution. Either way, you get a shout out. So. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> so you can head on over to our Patreon to support us. Um, and then we also have our Etsy shop where you can go and search DBT and me on Etsy and see like the plethora of shirts that we now have. There's just so many shirts. <laughs> I got so excited. I went a little nuts. Um, men's styles, women's styles, hoodies, t-shirts, all the things on Etsy. Um, and if nothing else, we love it if you guys send us emails, dbtmepodcast at gmail.com, or give us a rating or write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yay. Yay. Closing right. moment. Closing moment. Wait, are you going to do like you did last time? Are you saying goodbye early? Oh, that's a good question. It sounds like it's really died down. Okay. So I think I'm going to take chances. Okay. I'm cool either way. I just wanted to okay. check in. Yes, and I will say, um, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever, anyway, whatever, I'm doing it. Um, I will say that this closing moment, I was having a really hard time thinking of a closing moment that was directly <laughs> applicable to this stuff. So I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I like this closing moment. I hopefully it feels protective and sort of rejuvenating uh, and nice for you. And also <laughs> it's not related. So there we go. <laughs> okay, everybody. So as per usual, I'm just going to ask you to get comfortable, whatever that means for you today. This could be sitting, laying down, even standing or walking, whatever just feels relaxed, comfortable and sustainable for you right here and right now. And then we're going to begin by just tuning in with our breath. You don't have to breathe any more slowly or any more deeply than you do naturally. It's just about noticing. It's just about following the sensation of your breath as it moves in and out of your body, allowing that rhythm and those sensations to welcome you into your body and into the present moment. We all have moments in our lives where we feel vulnerable and not in the good way, where we feel unsafe or anxious, unprotected. So today I'd like to lead you through a visualization of building yourself a fortress building yourself a retreat, a place where you feel guarded and protected and ultimately really safe. While it can't necessarily make the real world safer in that sense, having a space in your own mind and your own heart to retreat to when things are hard can still provide a sense of relief 
and help give us a sense of internal resilience and protection from whatever is going on in the outside world. And so in your mind's eye, I'd like you to picture standing to begin with just in a, an open field or a clearing or a plane, somewhere with a little bit of space around you to build. And then I'd like you to use your imagination and your mind's eye. Begin to build yourself a fortress or a castle or a tower, or maybe just big, strong, high walls. Remember, this is in your mind. There's no limitations. This space can be built out of any material you like. Its strength is absolute, no matter what it's made out of, because you are imbuing it with that strength right here and right now. So take some time. Let your imagination work with you. Put up whatever walls you want or need. Build yourself a moat if that feels helpful or have a tall lookout tower from which you can observe all of the surrounding area. This is going to be particular to you. This structure could be built out of wood or stone or glass or light. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that it's a place where you feel protected, that it become a place where you can retreat in your mind, and also that you can carry with you when you need to bring some internal resilience into play in a difficult time or a difficult situation. As per usual, when we're trying to build something in our imagination, the more senses we can include, the better. So take some time and really look around. What does this structure look like? How tall is it? How big is it? What's it made out of? What color is it? If it's something you can touch, take a moment to touch it. Notice if it's rough or smooth or warm or cold. In the space that you're building, ask yourself, are there any particular smells? Any particular sounds? Even any particular tastes? The answer may be yes or no to any one of these questions, but so long as we're asking them, we're giving ourselves and our imagination the opportunity to add in detail, to add in a sense of reality to this imagined space. And once you feel like you've finished construction, take a moment and just be there. Notice what it feels like to be in this space, surrounded by this protective force or structure. Do you notice if you relax a little more? 
imagining yourself here? Is there somehow a sense of strength here that you might be able to carry out into the world when this visualization is done? Again, no right or wrong answers. It's just about taking the opportunity to ask, to check in, to see what comes back to you when you query yourself on these subjects. And remember that now that you've built it, this is here for you. This is available anytime, anywhere, no matter the situation. Now that you've built this, you can bring it to mind in an instant. All these colors, textures, sights, sounds, smells, everything, every detail, every thought that you put into this is yours now. It is a thing that cannot be destroyed or taken away. This sense of protection truly is yours, built by you and for you. Now, go ahead and let this image go for the time being. Let it fade away, knowing that it's accessible whenever you may need it. And tune back into your breath and back into your body. You might take a couple of slow, deep breaths. You might stretch or roll your neck or shoulders, your wrists or ankles. Whatever helps you feel welcomed back into your body, back into the room, and back into the present moment. Thanks so much, everybody. Thanks, everyone.